Welcome to episode 48 of the CPA Exam Experience podcast from Superfast CPA. I'm Nate, and in today's interview, you're going to hear me talk with Carrie. Carrie is a Superfast CPA customer, and she's now a CPA. And in her story, you know, we've had several people on the podcast that, you know, had young kids at home. Not too many, though. But what I'm getting at is we've had... I guess it's not that odd, but it's kind of surprised me. I've had more than several requests since we started the podcast for more interviews from people that are coming back to the exams, you know, five, 10 or more years after college for whatever reason. Maybe it's just a personal goal or something in their career kind of brings them back to where they want or need the CPA at that point. And so they come back to the CPA exams but now they have kids and if you have kids you know that before you had kids even if you were really busy at work you at least were in control of how you spent your time when you were off work even if that meant studying all the time all your spare time for the CPA exams until you were done with them but you at least had that once you have kids all your time when you're not at work is essentially reacting to your kids and uh, just a totally different thing. So I think, you know, it makes sense. We've had a lot of requests for that because probably I'm just guessing a third or maybe even more or slightly less, maybe 20% of our listeners out there are at that point where they're trying to study. But the other thing is that that COVID added was instead of your kids going off to school, they are now at home with you while you're trying to work from home and you're trying to help them sit down on time, pay attention to their Zoom classes, submit all their assignments correctly, helping them with their homework. And so Carrie talks, we, we cover all of the above in, in this interview. So for all the people who requested you know, interviews like that, here is one where you're going to hear from someone who was very, very busy to the point where she's taken her study materials with her to her kids' different sports practices and then getting home, trying to get back on Zoom, helping them submit assignments. And it's just uh, it, while, she, while her and her husband were both working from home. And so a lot of people out there, you know, most people had a very similar uh, 2020 and it's, you know, up until this point, it's still pretty similar to that. This will just be a helpful interview to hear all her insights and how she dealt with that, how she made time to study. She talks about basically adopting the the Superfest CPA approach where she would just get up early enough to have a core main session for two hours, two to two and a half hours in the morning so that she had this significant chunk of studying done, locked in for the day. And then she would use our study tools constantly throughout the rest of her day. And, uh, you know, and then when she felt like she needed to, she would spend more time at night kind of on an as needed basis. And so you will hear the, the whole process again, like every other interview, we kind of touch on all parts of the study process in this interview. And she just has a lot of several concrete tips and strategies that a lot of people I think are going to find really useful. So uh, before we get into the interview, I just want to mention if this is your first interview that you've come across, 
you'll hear her mention some of our strategies and you know on these interviews that we go in and out of different parts of the study process so it might some of it might sound out of context but you can get a big picture overview of our study approach and how it differs from the traditional approach of trying to watch every video lecture read every chapter and then going to the questions by attending one of our free study trainings if you've heard multiple episodes of the podcast almost every person you know that's now talking about how they're done with their exams they started with super fast cpa by watching this same one hour free training the, the basis of this training is how to get more done in this two hour core session than someone spending four or five hours a day studying the with the traditional approach however you're still using your main review course it doesn't matter what review course you're using you just use your materials differently so even if you are a you've listened to multiple episodes and you still just haven't taken the time to register for one of these episodes i am telling you you want to get you know the the linear walkthrough all in one place so that it all makes sense and all the ideas connect so take the time spend one hour this is one hour that will save you months and months of time and frustration to register for one of these trainings go to our main site at superfast cpa it's the main thing at the top of the home page you can just click on it choose an upcoming time that works for you and then don't miss it the other thing you can do is text pass now as one word to 44222 so text pass now to the number 44222 and we'll send you back a link so with all that being said let's get into this interview with carrie all right so let's just start at the at the very beginning where are you at in your career like what do you do and and what made you even you know consider uh doing the cpa Okay, so a little bit of background on me is um, I first took the CPA exam in 2006. I took okay. FAR. Didn't take it seriously, just graduated and kind of just winged it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I mean, I failed it, which is, is kind of obvious that now that I look back. Went into public accounting, didn't really like the firm I was in, went into finance and thought, oh, I don't need my CPA. Finance mm -hmm. is great. You know, a few years later, kids and family started getting back into working in accounting. And I was like, oh, I really, I really enjoy doing this. And um, the person I was working with said, why don't you have your CPA? I was like, well, you know, I kind of flaked out and it was too hard. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, just never really went back and got it. Uh, had the hours, had the credits. And that's, I guess, kind of was the first push. And it was left on, it was kind of unfinished business for me personally. Mm -hmm. And that's when I kind of decided that maybe I should write the exam and started looking into it. And obviously a, a lot had changed, which yeah. I found really helpful. And I guess kind of looked into it and committed to it and watched. I think your video was one of the first ones I watched okay. and wrote down, why do I want to do this? what do I plan on achieving? And it kind of snowballed from there. And I was, before I knew it, I was like signed up and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. Um, <laughs> now, when crazy. was, when was this, do you know, like, was this in I last started, year? I started in 2019. It was okay. when like the end of 2019 is when I was looking into doing it. Gotcha. And I started studying and I think I took my first exam 
2019, I took my first one. I took reg. Okay. I paused it. It was great. A great experience. I was like, I got this. And then it was just, you know, it was a lot harder after that, trying to get the study time in between taking kids to baseball practice and lacrosse and gymnastics and, you know, taking my study materials with me and doing that. Oh my gosh. That would be, uh, yeah, it was, it was hectic. Um, but I mean, the upside of kind of going through it with my kids got to see exactly, you know, how hard some things are and to keep going. Um, and so 2019, that was the only one that I got through. It was horrible. Um, it was just, and I took, I took FAR, I took BEC, I took FAR, I took PEC, and then I took BEC in March of 2020, and I got through it. I, I, I paused it, like, right as COVID happened. I got my results, I think, a week after, like, the state was shut down. Okay. So that was great news for me, and I was like, all right, going to keep going. I started studying audit. Well, trying to teach my kids at home, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, we're we're doing that right now, and it's. I mean, it's, we only have one uh, kindergartner, and it's it is. It's just it's a lot of work. You have to sit there and make sure they're paying attention, yeah. and you're yeah. basically doubling what the teacher's trying to do on the screen. You know, correct. I mean, I'm sure you know. Yeah. Yes. No, I have two. So I have two in elementary school right now, and um, so that was. I mean that was really, really difficult. And of course my husband is home trying to work and I'm still trying to work. And it was just, it was a hot <laughs> mess, but we got through yeah. it. Everyone was in the same boat. So, but yeah, started studying for audit, uh, took audit and failed my point. And that was pretty traumatic, yeah. you know, um, to be like one point off was just devastating, but I, you know, I dusted myself off and I think I rescheduled like the next day. Okay. Um, took that, paused that in, I want to say like October and then took far in December and paused that as well. Nice. Um, so it kind of like 2020 was kind of a, a good year for me to pause, which is kind of crazy. It just worked. You know, certain things just started falling into place and, you know, I, I did go on Facebook, you know, so there's some of the um, Facebook, you know, things that you can join. And um, a lot of people had a really, really good ideas. Mm-hmm. So I started trying some of those and it was kind of nice to see that you weren't the only one failing, <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, and kind of struggling your way through it. Yeah. But yeah, it's just crazy. I got through it and I, I walked out of far thinking I'd failed it. And if I failed far, I was going to have to retake reg mm-hmm. and retake far and like, then retake far. And I kind of, I was just like, that, this, that just sucks. I was like, so like, I was just already like, I, I don't think I got far. And I think I got it a couple weeks before Christmas. And I was like, Oh my God. I actually, I'm done. I'm finally <laughs> done. I think my kids were so happy. They're like, oh my gosh, you're finally done. Right. So it was, it was, it was nice to finally kind of finish it. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Especially with all that you're describing. Uh, so going along with that, I mean, you're working full-time, uh, your husband's at home, he's trying to work, you're all in the same house and you're trying to do homeschool with your kids. So how did you actually, like, what was a day of studying like for you? Like, when did you study and how did you study throughout those so days, I guess? I'm lucky. I, can, I have my own business that I work. So it was a little easier to adjust my schedule, mm-hmm. but I would wake up 5 a.m. and get studying in, uh, stop around 730 feed the kids breakfast, get them organized. Some days I would be lucky and be able to kind of study or at least read over my notes while my kids are on Zooms and uh, still kind of playing tech support for them. Mm -hmm. And then honestly, they would end and I would go upstairs and just kind of tell them, (laughs) unless someone is dying, please just leave me alone. Um, And then I guess weekends, which is, you know, and then nights, you know, if I had like a night where for some reason I was kind of sitting there trying to go to sleep, I would be like, maybe I should just get up and study. And I would, I would like get up and read over my notes or I'd, you know, listen to your audio (laughs) Yeah, and just trying to get in little bits wherever you can is really what I found to kind of push me forward. Um, I, I, I love like the questions you know, the little five questions at a time. Oh, on, our, would, on our app, you mean? On your app. And so I would do those. And I was just, I felt like I was just constantly doing this stuff. Yeah. To the point where it was just like, hopefully it was just getting in there. And later on, I'd be like, oh, I remember this. So yeah, definitely uh, constantly doing it. Yeah. I mean, and that's a huge, that is, that's a huge thing because just constantly exposing your brain to it throughout the day in little chunks is a lot more, this is like a proven thing. Like it's a lot more effective for long-term retention than like one big study session just once a day. And then you don't look at it again until the next day. No, I agree with that. Like I would pretty much, I tried to break it out just for my own sanity as well. Like it comes to a certain point where you're sitting there, you're reading it or you're watching it and it's not going anywhere except out the other ear and right at that point it's like you're not getting anything out of this you may as well just <laughs> shelve it and go do something else mm-hmm. uh so you're you're two hours in the morning that's a really good foundation you know for just making sure at least something significant happens every day and mm-hmm. so i mean that's like that's in one of our videos that we recommend doing that what did those two hours contain like how did you spend those what was that session like is that where you were with your main review course? Uh, what, what were you actually doing in those two hours? That was when I was in my main review course. And what okay. I would typically do is, you know, towards the end, you know, when I started kind of figuring out what was going to work for me, I would wake up and I would kind of create myself like a cheat sheet, for lack of a better word, okay. where I would write down key things. And I was like, you know, if if for some reason I have like, you know, I forget this, this is going to stress me out. <laughs> yeah. You know, like some of the formulas that you just like, yeah, I'm never going to need to know this again, you know, memorize it, but I need to know this. It's, mm-hmm. it's that important. And so I would write down like a cheat sheet of things. 
and kind of write that down. And then I would move on to doing a mock test, like just 20 or 30 questions and kind of try and see where I was going wrong. And then I would always try and throw in at least one or two simulations. And even mm-hmm. if I didn't do the simulations, I would do them. And then I'd watch the video on like 1.5 or one point like, or two to see uh, like, cause sometimes they would drop like little nuggets of information where you're like, Oh, I, I totally forgot that you had to include that or, you know, Oh, right. that, that, that's a tricky bit there. And, you know, so I, I found that was what was making me more successful in that little amount of, in those two hour chunks. And then obviously throughout the day, I would, you know, read some notes, listen to audio, do the question. I mean, I felt like I was always doing it. Yeah. I mean, and again, that is, that's just, uh, I don't think not only what it takes, but it just helps you get done sooner. You know, the more everyone has like this personal passing point and it's just, you have to put in enough time to get to that point where you're able to pass the exams. And it's like logically makes sense. If you just add in, fit in as much extra study time through with your phone throughout the day, you're just going to get to that point sooner so well it's also a confidence thing i mean eventually you just get to the point where you just know certain things like automatically yeah so So as far as uh you you said you wrote out your own little cheat sheet so that's some form of you know note taking putting things in your own words is that was that kind of your version of doing that or did you make flashcards as well or was it these uh cheat sheets you're talking about so i did flashcards as well Okay. But the cheat sheet, I, I made it like it was only one page, like just like the certain things that you have to have, like those certain formulas that you just yeah. have to know. Mm-hmm. So that was like the only thing I was really putting on those sheets. And I would write it down every day. Okay. Like, so before I started my, my, my little, you know, test, I would write that down. So it was just like, you know, you automate, you automatically are writing it down. So you're memorizing it, you know, it. I mean, by the end, I just didn't need to write it down, but I still would. It was just ingrained. Yeah. And then flashcards would be uh, what type of things? When you Would you make those after you took your 20 or 30 questions and you were reviewing your answers? or? So I would, I would typically make them as I was going. You know, I, I kind of see it. I'd be like, oh, that's probably a flashcard for me. You know, that's mm-hmm. going to trip me up later. Um, and I would go over those, you know, just before bed. And sometimes I would get through all of them. Sometimes I just get a few of them, but just slowly going through them at least, at least once or twice. Okay. What about the difference between, you know, so the times where you would study for however long, several weeks, and then you'd fail a section and then go back and do your restudy and, uh, you know, and then pass, what do you feel like the differences were, or was it just a simply like time spent? type thing and exposure. You just didn't have enough time and exposure the first time and studying again for a few more weeks got you there or were there any like key breakthroughs in how you studied that you had? Yeah. Uh, this is going to sound really sad. So I have like really, I don't test well on a good day, just (laughs) anxiety. And you know, am I going to get there on time? Is there going to be a car accident where, you know, like (laughs) is something going to go wrong and I'm going to miss the time. And so I was taking my exams at 8 a.m. and then not sleeping well the night before. 
Mm-hmm. And someone was like, well, you should schedule them for 12, you know, midday. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I feel comfortable. What if, what if, you know, something happens and then and I'm not able to take <laughs> it at 12. And, you know, towards the end, I, I just couldn't find something at 8 a.m. Yeah. And so the only thing available was a 12. And I slept better. I went in. I did better. And I was like, I think that that was like the missing piece, at least for me. Because when I was failing, I wasn't failing by a huge amount. Um, my scores were not horrible. They, they, I was right there. Yeah. Um, and so that was, I think, the biggest thing for me is just changing the time, which is really, now that I look back, I was like, well, you would have been great if you could have figured that out earlier. But pretty much when I did that, I paused automatically. You know, like I took it, I paused it. So that that was crazy to me. That's a really big, I mean, no, you know, no one's like mentioned that before, but I think that idea could help out a lot of people because, you know, I get, just tons of emails with just general questions. And a lot of them are simply about, you know, like you said, I freak myself out over tests. I worry about it constantly. How do I just like stay calm on test day? And that makes a lot of sense. What you just said to, to just kind of take the, uh, yeah. When, when you have to get up early, you, most people, even people that aren't that anxious in general, if you have to get up early for something important, you don't sleep that well, but if you have like a noon or an afternoon exam, then a huge portion of that isn't as much of a concern because you know, you're, you're not going to sleep in until 11. Not with kids. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, so that was, I mean, if it helps one, if that information helps one person, uh, you know, that I'll be thrilled because it took me a while to figure out something that simple as just take it later, you know? Not that, not that big of a deal. Uh, and I also, I did write in to get pen and paper. Obviously it doesn't matter so much with COVID now, mm-hmm. but for my first exam, I did have a pen and paper and I, I did like that more than the whiteboards. I would have liked that a lot more. I didn't realize is that you can do that. Yeah. You can, you can, you can write in and request a pen and paper and it's, it was easy. They had it back to me in a day. And you just hmm. gave it in at the front desk and they were like, okay, here's your pen and paper. I think is that a pro a metric thing? It's a, well, you write into NASA. Okay. Uh, and then they would give you like, I guess, permission and send you like a form back. I printed it out and handed it in at Prometric front desk. And I think they gave me a pen, a paper and a calculator if I wanted it. So Jeez. that was, that was very, I mean, with COVID, they're kind of doing that anyway now, mm-hmm. but it was very nice, you know, to get that instead of a whiteboard because I didn't really like the whiteboards. Well, and also it's like, so you're saying they let you have just a little desk calculator you could do mm-hmm. with your hand instead of having to use the computer calculator? Correct. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, you had to ask a- for it. Sometimes they would give it to you and then sometimes mm-hmm. you'd have to ask for it or they'd offer it, but. Yes, they would. Cause I don't know. I just, I feel like I do better on a real calculator and a real pen and paper. Yeah. Whereas with the, you know, it was just what I was used to using the entire time. So right. I did well, better a, with that. 
Hmm. That's really good. That's really good info. I didn't know that at all. I just, yeah. Yeah. That's a good Um, tip. And then the other one, some of this I'm stealing because I would poach all these ideas when I was in these, you know, Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other one that someone, I mean, I did, I think I did it once. If you're worried about losing some formulas, they will, they said, don't, don't enter your, before you actually enter your exam, you know, and start your first question, write down a few notes while you're entering in your number. Cause you get, they give you five minutes to yeah. enter in your number and hit submit. And they were like, write down a few notes in that space of time. So you're not actually using your exam time to write, you know, a couple notes yeah. down. So I did do that. I think I did that for audit where it's like, okay, just write a few things down so you can go back. And if it's, if this is on a simulation, you're going to, you know, you have the key part. Yeah, that is, that's, that's a good idea. What about your uh, final review or, you know, the week before an exam, did you change how you were studying and just go to, or just what did you do with that last week or even a few days before an exam? Um, I, I did. So I had Becker. So I did do the, um, the mock exams and kind of did that on their schedule. But I mean, every day I was doing multiple choice questions. Like every morning I was doing multiple choice questions. I know some people say, oh, don't study the day before. I did. <laughs> I, I'm a big like, advocate of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm like too much is on the line to, to miss right. a day, you know? So I did. And, you know, I would drive to the testing center, you know, at least an hour before and sit in my car and just, you know, read, read over my stuff. And, you know, just, yeah. I was there in time. It was quiet and no one was interrupting me. So, you know, just those types of things definitely did help. Yeah. And I, and I didn't take the uh, mock exams too seriously because, you know, some of them I would take and it was like really bad. I was like, there's no way. And then, you know, you do better. So, you know, it's, it's a guide, it's a guide, but you know, it's, I wouldn't say it's the, uh, a very strong indication of how you're going to do necessarily. Well, and especially with, I think with Becker, you hear that a lot that they, uh, like it is definitely their stuff across the board is just a little bit more difficult than what you'll see on exam day. So I know a lot of people I've talked to will do a practice exam, like you're saying, and then think, well, okay, I only scored in the sixties. I need to push my exam back. I can't take it because I'm not ready. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think you're ever ready in my, at least for me, I, I, I remember thinking like, there's, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to mm-hmm. take this thing. I could study a year and, and still not really feel ready. So, I mean, for me, it was like set the timeline. And just, you know, that's the time to be and be realistic with your time. You know, stuff does happen where you're right. like, there's no way studying is going to work today. Or, you know, you only get those two hours in the morning or, you know, my son decided that um, the two hours in the morning when mom was studying was a great time to wake up and <laughs> hang out with mom. <laughs> like, this is, you know, <laughs> I'm waking up early to study, you know, like not to. I love you, but you know, this isn't our hangout time. So exactly. Yeah. You know, it's definitely worth, you know, if you can wake up, if you're a good person to wake up in the morning to, 
get in those two hours, you know, and kind of set yourself up. Yeah. I just, I think that's foundational or, you know, there are people who, who don't have kids and everything and they, they really can be highly productive at night. Like as long as that's going to happen every single night, you know, that's fine. But for most people locking in at least two hours in the morning, you know, is just gives you that base where you've done something. You've done a big chunk, at least, like you said, every single day. Well, also, I mean, temptation happens like the later on in the day, you know, people are like, Hey, you want to go out to dinner? Hey, yeah. you want to do this? And then you're like, Oh, but I should really study. Oh, I'll do tomorrow. So, you know, I kind of feel like that's that slippery slope that I tried to stay away from. Yeah, it's easy. Right. When you're just kind of I'll study when I can. It's easy for three or four days a week to go by where you don't really do anything. For sure. So I think you mentioned uh, the little goal statement thing. Was that you? Did you actually write out your just kind of like your your own mission statement and put it on your wall or how? Just tell me about that. So I actually wrote down, um, a couple, you know, I wrote down like why I was doing it, you know, and I kind of wrote down, you know, how far I was. And I, I, I literally had the four exams on my wall and I would mark them off and, <laughs> and I, I would stare at it. And I think even later on, I was like, you know, I think there's this one thing of like success. Everyone thinks success is a straight line up. And really, it's just chaos of lines. And eventually, you get to where you're supposed to go. Yeah. Um, I think I had that up. And I, I would. I would, you know, daily reminder every day that, you know, it's not easy. And you just kind of keep, just keep going, which mm-hmm. is the hardest thing, you know, especially when you're like, this is really tough. And I'm kind of done. And I just kind of want to, you know, I want my life back. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's really something that helped me having it written down and kind of looking at it and like, this is the goal, you know? And I mean, my kids signed up for this as well. You know, they knew my husband as well. Like we kind of, it was our little family goal and we all kind of, you know, they were very supportive. And I think, you know, when I would fail, like they felt it. Yeah. And I think my son was like, they stole that from you, mom. I was <laughs> like, no, they, they didn't steal anything from me. I just missed it by a point, you know, which is, you know, horrible to say, but yeah, but definitely writing it down helped a lot for me. I mean, I had, I, I changed them out a couple of times. I would see something. I think, oh, that's, that's a good one to put on my wall. And I would, I would stick it on my wall. I'm trying to think of the ones. There are a couple. I think they're pretty generic, but definitely yeah, whatever, just little, whatever can help you push exactly. through is in that moment is really, is really what you need. And, you know, have a couple of people who will just tell you that you can do this. Um, yeah. I remember my mom would just be like, you can do this. You know, you just got to keep going. You're this far. You've, you've passed the first one. <laughs> right. Um, and really that's what it is. It's, you know, a lot of it is learning, but I would say a lot more of it is perseverance and pushing through when you fail and pushing through when you're having a bad day and kind of getting back on that and sticking with it. Yeah, it's true. It is just, uh, 
it is just a daily grind. And, and going back to the whole commitment thing, I think writing out your own goal statement for why you're doing this and like putting it on your wall at eye level where you sit and study, where you just see it, that just, it sounds hokey or whatever, or uh, very like self-helpish, but that stuff really works, especially when it is something that you have to put in like meaningful time on a daily basis. And it's hard to do. It's not fun. It's like, you know, a lot of people, they don't realize that they're very consistent with like watching TV, like every day, but that happens daily because it's easy and it's, you know, fun to do. Whereas this is like the opposite. You have to do it every day and it's not fun, but so it has to tap into just this, your resolve, your discipline, just your commitment to. Well, I would even put it in my notes. So I would even in my notes, I would have like certain things like, Hey, you know, in a year you'll get to go on vacation, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, you know, this time next year, you know, when they say, Hey, you want to go on the boat? I'll, I'll be allowed to say, yeah, let's go. So, you know, I kept having that reminder. And I think I remember getting a, a message from a friend. She was like, are you done yet? I was like, no. <laughs> She's like, all right. You know, cause you know, the whole social life kind of, it's just gone. Yeah. You know, which, which was really tough. COVID made that a little easier. I right, guess, yeah. Because it feels like everyone is moving forward and you're just kind of stuck, you know, studying. And oh, like, what are you doing this weekend? Well, you know, after I go to lacrosse practice, I'm going to go study. You know, <laughs> what are you going to do today? I've got uh, my exam in two weeks. I'm going to study. So um, definitely, you know, it's, it's write down your goals. Make sure you want it because you definitely have to commit. And if you're only kind of into it, just don't don't waste your time right yeah you know you're not going to get anywhere and you're just going to spin and it's going to feel horrible and i kind of feel like that's what i did before like Mm -hmm. the first time i took it way back when you know i just i didn't take it seriously i was like "Eh, how hard can this be (laughs) you know (laughs) it was hard yeah um so yeah that's kind of what you have to do is just really go all in and you know i i love admire people who seem to be able to do it all you know like they can study and they're passing all these exams and they've got this great social life and works great i'm just like man when i, I think grow typically I that's like gonna you. be like single people that are right out of school <laughs> yeah. you know yeah like, like that's oh. that's people's best chance but again there's a lot of circumstances that come into play and you know people end up coming back to the exam later i would say half of our interviews we've done are like probably half of our customers are like similar to you where just things happen and they come back to it 10, sometimes even 20 years after school or something like that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's good to be done. I'm, I'm glad I came back and did it and, you know, went through it. Um, I, I don't think I would ever do it again, <laughs> hmm. you know, never again, but. So did um, you have a goal in my, not a goal reward? Like, what did you, did you have something you were going to like give yourself or book a trip or anything? Like, what did you do after you got your fourth passing score? I went, I had it written down in my notes that I would go on a trip that I was like, well, this is COVID. So, you know, my my trip to Mexico was just a bust, you know, know what? I had to cancel a trip to Mexico last year. 
we're going to retry it this summer. So that was like, that was my one thing that I wanted to do. And I was like, man, that's kind of a, a letdown in a way, Mm -hmm. but you know, we can always schedule a trip now it's, it's done. So, um, but that was a trip, but I do, I mean, I did listen to a few of your podcasts just, you know, for inspiration, Yeah, you know, and I think, remember the one, the one person who would cut her hair every time she failed. And I told my husband that and he was like, you'd have no hair. (laughs) (laughs) How short was your hair? That was the funniest thing that I have heard. Yeah. That is just, that's funny that you heard that and brought it up. Yeah. When she told me that, that, that was hilarious. So I was like, oh no, like, he's like, how short would your hair be? I was like, it'd be really short right now. (laughs) So, but also, um, I think towards the end, I did also start taking practice exams with Mm -hmm. a mock, with like wearing a mosque to kind of simulate. Oh yeah. Yeah. Having that on. Cause yeah. You know, depending on some people are claustrophobic with them. For me, it was just kind of, just annoying to have it on my face right um but yeah that definitely did help just kind of to take that one step and kind of be used to having it on your face and doing your questions but that would just be an extra layer of annoyance and so i again i talked to a lot of people who who would do that just because you are going to be doing that on test day so they would spend like two or three hours in the last few days before an exam sitting there studying with the mask on just to get used to it. It makes sense. Well, yeah. I mean, because they can get kind of sweaty and you know, you know you're kind of right. stressed. So you're, it's like, they're, they're not the greatest to wear, but I mean, obviously we are where we are. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, we have gone through mostly everything I had. Uh, what, as far as like the st- well, not even the study process, any, anything that helped you really, like, what would you say your top two or three tips you would tell the people who are still working on their exams are top three, write it down, write, write down your goal, write down why you're doing it. Number like that's what would be my number one. My number mm-hmm. two would be do it every day. You know, even if, even if you don't get that two hour chunk in, in the morning, definitely pick it up every day. And then for me, change your study time. If you're not sleeping, change it to a later day, you know, change it to later your, on in the day. Your exam, day, your exam time, you mean? On your exam time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that thing you said. Yeah. That, um, that is a huge tip. That's such a good idea. That was crucial for me. I mean, again, I wish I'd figured it out earlier. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, once I did, I, I did well. I started passing them. You know, I felt better going into the exam. Yeah. That's going to be a big one. I know we're going to hear back from people on that because I, that's something I had never thought of, but even like me, I mean, I had the same mindset of you of, I didn't like missing days of studying for any reason. As soon as I took an exam, I would start for the next section, like the next day. Like for me, just, it just made it easier for like zero days off, no days off period. But then, uh, with your later exam time, I would, I would get up early and cram even the morning of the exam, but this tip would be, uh, I don't know. I, cause I did take my exams in the morning, so I would get up really early, but okay. doing it so, in the afternoon, that makes sense. You know, you could get up, 
without rushing study, like do a few sets of 30, two yeah. hours before the exam. And so, yeah, I don't I like think I that. did any questions. I think for me, it was mainly just reading over my notes at that point. I think I was yeah. maybe a few on my phone, but really it was just like reviewing my notes and just, you know, you know what, you know, and there were a couple of like simulations that I would print out and kind of look at those, you know, and just kind of say, okay, you know, if, if you see something like this, this, this is, this is how bad it's going to be, which is <laughs> kind of like a good, you know, a good thing to kind of know, right. and kind of go in with. And I mean, I know that a lot of, some of the people are like, don't do any of the simulations because it's not going to be exactly like that on the exam. But for me, I, I would suggest doing them personally. Yeah. You, ha- you have to look at them a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Do one a day and you don't even have to really do them, but I know with um, Becker, you could do the, they'd explain it in the video and I would put the speed up and, and kind of go over it. And then when they hit something, I was like, what are they doing? And I'd slow it down and kind of see what they were like, what they were going over and how, what they were doing differently. So I definitely wanted to like tell people that bit because I don't think if I'd looked at any of the simulations, I would have done well in them. Right. Yeah, you, you definitely have to be familiar enough with the formats of the different types because they're pretty confusing. I mean, especially ones where you have like this just huge table of like numbers to fill in and mm-hmm. specific decimal spots matter, like that kind of stuff. So you, yeah, you need to know how to fill them out like generally. Yeah, and it's the simple stuff as well. Like some of them, you know, they want you to put the zero in. Right you know, or, or they want you to leave it blank. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's like free points where if you hadn't taken the simulation or listened to it, you would have missed out. Yep. Well, I think we've gone through everything. Um, but yeah, I, you know, congrats on being done and yeah. I appreciate you taking the time to do this call. People find these really valuable and I'm glad our study tools could help a little bit. So yeah, no, these are these are good things to listen to because I mean I did go off social media as well when I was studying and I would mm. only go back on for maybe a couple days around, you know, when they were releasing scores. And so this is like another way of kind of getting that inspiration, that push to keep going when you were waiting for your scores or you were studying and it wasn't going so great. Yeah. All right. Well, it was, it was fun talking with you. I was, I'm glad we got to meet or I guess over zoom again, I appreciate it. And uh, congrats on being done. Yes. Thank you. I'm happy. So that was the interview with Carrie. I'm sure you found that very helpful. And again, if you are one of those people that is very uh, stressed out, very busy with not only your work, but also trying to study and dealing with multiple kids at home and you're trying to help them through their own online schooling, you probably found this at least motivating to hear that there are other people out there struggling through the same thing that you know found a way to, uh, to get it done. And again, I would refer you back to, if you are one of those people that's kind of feels like you're drowning in the study process, just in general, I would highly recommend you attend one of the free trainings I mentioned. Again, just go to our homepage. That's the main thing at the top of the homepage that you can click on and choose an upcoming time. 
And if you found this episode helpful, just take a second, share it with someone who is also working on their CPA exams. Or if you have a favorite episode you've heard that you thought was really helpful, you know, same thing. I really think that these interviews are the most helpful free resource available anywhere for people just trying to figure out their own study process. They're so helpful, in fact, that I have started telling our new customers, okay, listen, even though as important as I say, you know, filling up every spare second of your day with using our study tools, such as listening to the audio notes whenever you're driving, the first two to two to three weeks as you're getting your study process nailed down, be listening to the podcast episodes because they are just that helpful from a motivation standpoint and from a strategic standpoint. All the key ingredients in the study process just become very clear and you just get a very clear big picture understanding of how to make sure your study process is working. Because the worst thing you can do is spend three months studying and you know then just continue to fail sections and not know what's going wrong. So share this episode or the podcast in general with someone else who's working on their exams. And if you have time, we would really appreciate it if you looked up the podcast in the podcast app and left a rating and a review. So thank you for listening and we will see you on the next episode.